0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Coming to you on a beautiful Monday morning from Rochester, Minnesota, at the one and only St. James Coffee. I am Nick Modelski, Listener Relationship Coordinator for Real Presence Radio in the Rochester area. Had a wonderful conversation with David Cruz, uh, just talking about Oremus and clothing the word. And one of the things we spoke about with that was how there are different ways to clothe the word, in art, and music, or in physically putting a leather cover on a Bible. Obviously, all those types of media are involved in spreading the word. And so my next guest is Janelle Gergen, the Director of the Office of Communications for the Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota. And she was recently nominated and accepted a position as a member-at-large on the Board of Directors for the Catholic Media Association. We'll get into what that means in a second here, but first, welcome, Janelle.
1: Thank you, Nick. I appreciate the invitation to visit today.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do uh, at the Diocese of Crookston as the uh, Director of Communications?
1: Sure. So... As a Director of Communications, a lot of people will automatically think about the diocesan newspaper or Mm -hmm. the website or email newsletters. So, yes, I do all of those things, Um, but being in a small mission diocese, you know, we all wear a lot of hats. So, (laughs) you know, I I provide um, a lot of assistance with public relations and marketing of ministries and crisis communications, strategic planning and policy writing, media relations. So all of those things, you know, we see the vehicles kind of up front usually with a Facebook page or, or a newspaper print product, but kind of my role, I guess, encompasses a lot of things. But, yeah. So.
0: Right. There's a lot, lot going on behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> how, how did you... Uh how did you first? Uh, how did you get into that role? I mean, where where did that come from? Do you have a, a background uh, in communications? Uh, you know.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Northwest Minnesota, um, in East Grand Fork, and in the Diocese of Crookston. And I went off to college uh, at MSU, Mankato. You guys were just speaking ah, about yeah. MSU, Mankato. So I went there. I actually met my husband at the St. Thomas More Newman Center, and. <laughs> I, uh, it's all coming I re- together. <laughs> it's all coming together. I received so we've been married uh, almost 17 years now, but I received a bachelor of fine arts from MSU Mankato with a specialization in graphic design and I actually worked in graphic design, marketing and publishing for about 5 years. Hmm. And then uh, I moved back to my hometown of East Grand Forks in 2008 with my husband and our first child and I worked in marketing up here for a bit, and then I actually ended up dabbling in parish youth ministry and catechesis when there was uh, a need at the local level, um, but then I was invited to uh, come work for the Diocese Newspaper at the Diocese of Crookston about seven years ago, hmm. and in, in that time I also earned a Master's in Communication from Purdue, which has oh, really wow. informed and complemented my diocese ministry, I guess, but... I would just say that um, I've always been heavily involved in my parish and in the diocese wherever I've lived, and I think what I had a pull as a young person in the English language. I originally wanted to be an English teacher, and somehow it ended up I ended up with a degree in graphic design. But I think in the end, I, I really learned through my faith journey that I have a charism, uh, you could say, for just understanding audience and message and intention
0: Wonderful. and
1: strategic communications. And so, you know, God just kind of has a hand always, right, with with putting the right people in the right place at the right time, and I'm just kind of a product of that for the Diocese of Crookston. But.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. So how does... Uh communications work with evangelization? We like to talk about that word evangelization, um, but it really means a lot of different things in a lot of different places. So how uh, does your role, how does media play into evangelization?
1: You know, I just think as a church, our goal, right, is to go out and create disciples of all nations. I mean, we're to have that culture of encounter with people, engage them, you know, bring them into the fold, accompany them and I think, you know, everybody is a potential stakeholder, right? If if we want mm-hmm. the message of Jesus Christ known in the world. So everybody we encounter is a stakeholder. So if we think about it just kind of in marketing and, and marketing the message of Jesus, you know, everybody is a communicator, whether they are a grumpy Catholic or a joyful <laughs> Catholic. You know, there's a message that's being communicated, I guess. And so Church communications is such that we might help provide a little bit of strategy to the messaging, um, but if nothing else, um, we are all communicators and evangelizers, or at least we're all called to that by our baptism. So I think those of us that are gifted and talented in in the industry of communications can get put in a position of leadership, let's say, to be able to... um, you know, oversee the vehicles, uh, whether that's a newspaper or a website, or um, so it, it all kind of goes hand in hand in what, in what we're doing um, or what we should all be doing um, as baptized Catholics.
0: Absolutely, right? It's It's part of that call that charism we all receive at our baptism is to go forth and proclaim the gospel to all nations even where you know it might be funny to think of little tiny babies right um but all the way from since then right (laughs) that that's part of what we're here for right
1: yeah and living with intention definitely whether that's through our vocation or or our like our secondary vocation if i for example i work for the church so um you know living with intention of how can we write a better message how can we reach more people you know um asking the questions of who whose souls need us well everybody's soul needs the church so
0: absolutely if you're just joining us uh, janelle gergen from the diocese of crookston is on the phone with us um janelle uh, as i mentioned at the start of our interview uh, you've just been nominated for a position with the catholic media association could you tell us a little bit about uh what that is
1: Sure. So, the Catholic Media Association, formerly the Catholic Press Association of the United States and Canada, um, you know, there's 225 publications and 600 individual members across the association. And uh, these publications are diocesan newspapers, magazines, and then individual members, maybe individual staffers of those dioceses or those magazines or, or newspapers. And so. Um, the The Association, um, I guess, has been uniting and serving the Catholic press for more than a century. Wow. And they do that through professional development for Catholic communicators. For example, there's an annual conference and there's monthly webinars. Um, they advocate for journalism, media professionals, and through offering resources and expertise, I guess, in Catholic communications to ecclesial leaders all across the country. Um, so, I was nominated by my peers. I've been involved in the association for the last many years, and I was nominated. And so, there's a there's a process of nomination and um, an election process in the spring, and so, so I was elected. Yeah, for for a term of three years. Excellent. So, uh, what uh, what does
0: that involve being on the the board of directors for the Catholic Media Association?
1: Sure. So, my elected role is member-at-large, which I think you had mentioned, and Mm -hmm. basically it means that I will be just offering leadership and viewpoint from the whole field of church communications and the monthly meetings. There's just monthly meetings of the board, and so I won't necessarily have a singular angle um, of print publishing or from a particular region of the country. The board is made up of including the officers, um, kind of a mix of regional representatives and then publishing and editorial and communication staffers. So as a member at large, I maybe just as someone that wears many hats in my work, I can, I can provide a viewpoint of from many different angles. So that's kind of my goal. I guess, and I would say, you know, my personal working mission within the Diocese of Crookston, I always say is that I want to use creativity and strategic planning to just communicate effectively and engage others in the redemptive mission of the church. And um, I do that, and other organizations do that, other dioceses, obviously, and other media outlets, Catholic media outlets. We do that through delivering the good news of Jesus Christ. And so my goal, my personal goal, is always to do that very timely and consistent in a relevant way. So I foresee... My term, um, the Catholic Media Association Board of Directors, is just an extension of the work that I do locally and to really encourage member participation across the country.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how many people are on the Board of Directors? How?
1: Yeah, so there's 15 total, and mm-hmm. these individuals are from all regions of the country. You know, they're from Columbia Magazine of the Knights of Columbus, um, wow. other publications, like Maria Wiring from the Catholic Spirit, actually, in St. Paul, Minneapolis, is also maybe more locally. Somebody might know her name. But um, right. we have a publisher member from Our Sunday Visitor, somebody from Gren- um, Glenmary Challenge, the, the publication, oh, St. Louis wow, yeah. Review. So so we, we're a really diverse group, um, actually. And then our honorary president of the board is uh, is uh, Bishop Michael Burbridge of Arlington. Oh, yeah. And, so he, of course, as many might know, he serves as the chairman of on the Committee of Communications for the USCCB. So that, that individual is always the honorary president, but we have a president um, for the Association Board of Directors, and it, that happens to be actually Amy Kowala from the Compass in Green Bay. So anyways, among among the board membership, we elect officers, and so the officers were, were just elected. Um, this year, so yeah, it's fifteen people with with all really diverse backgrounds and ministries, and we all yeah. come together and and offer what we can to just really continue to move the association forward every year.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, Janelle Gergen of the Diocese of Crookston was recently elected uh, to the board of directors for the Catholic Media Association. Uh, this is Nick Midelski coming to you live from St. James Coffee here in Rochester, Minnesota on a beautiful Monday morning. Look forward to chatting a little bit more with Janelle after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real
1: Presence Radio Network. Big BABY O is 20 weeks old now, a milestone for more than one reason. This week the story takes a narrative twist, one that is inexorably real for babies and parents the world over, for a plethora of reasons. Out of respect for those who have experienced this, and I am one of them, Baby O's next installment unfolds only on our website. I will not veer from speaking the truth. But I will not trigger unnecessary pain to make my point. Exercise your discretion and prayerfully consider listening to Week 19 at SpeakLife139.com. Written by Allison Updahl.
0: Oh, it's amazing. The outreach, the ability to touch people just about at any hour of, of every single day is such a blessing. Uh, it, it's a wonderful way to reach into their lives and, and just to allow them on their own time, really, to, to encounter the life of the church and to share in the prayer of the faithful all over our country and really all over the globe. The ability to to share the teachings of the church in such a dynamic way in so many different ways you know that that's just a, a wonderful thing we've got so many different commentators and and contributors who have their own angle on the living of the faith and uh, that touches different people in different ways so i i just can't tell you what a blessing it is you know we talk about the mission of evangelization and it's happening right here
1: this is Kathy Johnson from Blessed Sacrament in Rapid City thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio
0: this is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest now back to the show and we're back in Rochester at St. James Coffee with Janelle Gergen on the phone of the Diocese of Crookston talking about the Catholic Media Association. And Janelle's just been um, nominated and accepted a position on the Board of Directors as a member at large. And I know we we touched on it a little bit before the break, but... Uh, Anything else you'd like to add about uh, what you're really looking forward to, what you're really excited about in kind of this uh, position on the board uh, for the Catholic Media Association?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think just on the human level, I'm really looking forward to continuing to network with my peers in the industry, you know, gain insights from them, things that I can infuse here in our local Church of Crookston and maybe throughout Region 8, because The diocesan communicators, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, we all kind of stay in touch with one another. But, you know, I also just really i look forward to the opportunity to give back to the communications community. That has meant a lot to me and my growth and formation as a diocesan communicator. But one big thing I know that the association is going to be focusing on is, you know, just kind of analyzing our post-pandemic church, and you know the impacts of covid nineteen for better or for worse, and what we're what we're seeing in in engaging people. Um, and just it it'll, it's a compelling time, I think, to be in church communications and has been for these you know last many months because of the pandemic. and so just yeah, being of service. Also something else that the association has has really embraced the last you know couple of years, um it has been to offer consultation services to analyze and improve the procedures of the member organization. So basically what that means is helping Catholic media outlets move from maybe a strict print publishing mentality to a content-first strategy and incorporating web and email and social media where it makes sense to do so, especially you know, smaller dioceses and sm- smaller publications that don't have you know, maybe a large staff and don't have a lot of financing. Um, so I think that's it, it's a. It's, there's always opportunity in our work to reach people, you know, differently and better. Um, so yeah, just being a part of that is going to be exciting.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I uh, I mentioned to Janelle off air that I have been a judge for the Gabriel Awards that the Catholic Media Association uh, puts on every year, and I think it's actually moved around to a few different organizations when the Catholic Press Association changed its name. Would you mind telling uh, our listeners a little bit about the Gabriel Awards?
1: Yeah, so the Gabriel Awards, so they actually have Catholic Media Association Awards program, and so the Gabriel Awards covers film and video awards, and then there's a whole kind of other portion that covers print, um, and originally, so the Catholic Press Association was the original name and had operated under the Catholic Press Association for basically a century until a couple of years ago. They've kind of transitioned away knowing that so many members are dabbling in all these other areas, you know, dioceses are working with film and video and, and email and social media, and so, so the association underwent a name change kind of a, a mission update you could say and so right. yeah the, the Gabriel Awards and I haven't been involved much in the Gabriel Awards our diocese hasn't done a ton with video and film but yes it's a it's a whole awards program for organizations to submit um, entries and then they're basically promoted you know those the association the member members of the association kind of get um get a get a lot of information at the national conference about the gabriel submissions and and who is one and I would say that that the partnership is great i mean it, it, for for those that submit for video would you agree
0: oh absolutely and it 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 does a good job of recognizing not only explicitly Catholic media but also um, just media that um, fosters virtue and things like that in people because there's a whole uh, secular side uh, to the submissions as well so it's not just uh, diocesan submissions or ewtn or real presence radio or something like that but you have a lot of other organizations like uh, the canadian broadcasting corporation up in canada they like to submit uh radio specials i i was I judge the radio side of things, uh, so <laughs> not the film yes. side because that 's where my experience is, um, but just a great way to to, um, to recognize that there are ways that y- you know even if it 's not explicitly write uh, a diocesan newspaper or diocesan outlet, even in the right. secular world. We're still called to, you know, tell those inspiring stories that help inspire virtue, help inspire, um, you know, love of neighbor and all those sorts of good things. That it doesn't just stop, you know. You, you're, <laughs> you're not only called to evangelize as a Catholic communicator when you work for a diocesan publication, right? Exactly. If you're, yep. if you're a Catholic journalist, it doesn't matter if it says, you know, New York Times on the headline or, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> or the diocesan newspaper, right?
1: right? So, yeah. Exactly, and, and trying to infiltrate, you could say, that secular mindset um, through these means. Yeah, so the Gabriel Awards, you're right, has really, has really helped that, brought awareness, I think, to the organizations that are, that are attempting to do that. Absolutely.
0: Right. And uh, is there any other sort of um, advice or encouragement you might offer to Catholics uh, who are involved in media or uh, Catholic media outlets? In general you
1: know i would just simply say this you know there we we know that there's no replacement for the personal encounter or the cult, the culture of, of encounter that kind of leads to accompaniment um but with the tools available to us there is great opportunity to engage the right audience with the right message and the right intention and i would say that it all can seem very daunting and overwhelming at times especially when we're faced with a lot of polarization in the digital continent. I mean, there really is a lot of polarization, but my mm-hmm. best advice is stay close to Jesus. In the end, it's the good news that's going to unite us and not divide us. You know, and I would suggest, too, really embracing a growth mindset. And I guess when I say growth, I'm not implying counting all the digital metrics, but just <laughs> personal, the personal growth in the delivery of the good news, and so follow people or leaders who you think are doing a great job. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Analyze ways you or your organization can reach people better or differently, and I think the important thing is also to remember to just not stay stagnant. You know, the church is eternal, and the message is often unchanging, but our methods of reaching people can and should change with the times. Um, but always, and it kind of comes back though. Just don't ever forget the power of the personal encounter because everything kind of starts there. And just consider every correspondence—you know, every correspondence is a stakeholder, whether they are churched or unchurched. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely, right? We're never, we're never not evangelizing, even if we feel like we aren't, right?
1: <laughs> That's right, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Everywhere we are, everything we do. Um, any uh, final thoughts or reflections to share with our listeners
1: you know not really um, I just <laughs> want to say it's been a joy to be here thank you for the invitation I enjoy I enjoy Real Presence Radio a great deal um, and I'm blessed to be serving a diocese that is in partnership with Catholic Radio
0: awesome um, if people want to find out more about the Catholic Media Association and, and what they sort of do where would they go to find out more
1: yeah, so they would go to www.catholicpress.org.
0: catholicpress.org. So they still haven't changed the uh they
1: haven't changed the URL. The URL. <laughs> you know, the kind of the goal is even with when when a new URL launches, they're going to push it, you know, everything will be streamlined to go there. They're kind of we're undergoing the rebranding process now, so yeah, catholicpress.org.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, So, if you're just joining us now, we have uh, Janelle Gergen on the phone, the Director of Communications uh, for the Diocese of Crookston, um, who is now serving on the Catholic Media Association Board of Directors. Um, One final uh, question before we head out into the break, Janelle, Um, how does... uh, your spiritual spirituality relate to, uh, communications? What, what's the interplay between those two?
1: Well, you know, I would say for myself, um, I am a, to be a communicator, I would say most, most communicators that I know in in the industry are, tend to be pretty organized, kind of type A personalities. (laughs) Um, you know, so, but, For me, I guess, in the way that diocesan life can be really hectic, it can be really stressful, you know, I think I have to schedule my prayer, and I've heard many other people from many other industries, too, speak about, you really just have to stay in a routine. For me, that looks like, you know, daily Mass as often as I can attend and having a holy hour every week and you know, regular confession. You know, some of the work of diocesan communications can be stressful, and <laughs> and we have to be able to kind of turn off, you know, the stress and the crisis or, or what we're dealing with in front of us and, and be able to enter the chapel and sit before Jesus and put all those cares there. Um, you know, I happen to have a 25-minute commute to and from my diocesan chancery, and so for me those are great opportunities for prayer, getting the rosary in, um, I just have to and as a busy wife and mom, you know, I'm I'm a mother of three children, um and, and a wife of course, as I mentioned. So for me it's just, you know, going back to Jesus many times a day, offering everything to him on the cross and and surrender and just do the best I do the best I can with, with the challenges and the opportunities in front of me and and each day that looks a little different, but definitely sticking in a routine. My spirituality is such that I, I schedule myself well. So
0: That's, that's a, good, a good bit of practical advice for people. Do you, sometimes you have to uh, schedule that prayer time. Uh, Janelle, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thank
1: you it. so much. I really appreciate your time. Uh,
0: coming up after the break, uh, it's wedding season. Are you sure you're prepared? Stay tuned to see...